0: Hello and welcome to the 14th episode of the third season of the Plebs on Footy Podcast. I am your host, Rory O'Kane. And as
1: always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham. What a miserable, miserable weekend, Banjo. I finished exams, went away to Adelaide, basically just watched sport the entire weekend. I don't think any result went my way. Melbourne lost in devastating circumstances. North won in devastating circumstances. They had a on, which it fell, fell a leg short, which was the, the Wallabies game, which was actually bloody close. Uh, my favourite team, Costa Rica, got done by Brazil. That was heartbreaking. Billy Gow was lost. I mean, Your favourite team,
0: Costa Rica. No, I don't no, know. No, no. Let, let's go to the origins. <laughs> when did that start? Because I think I spoke to you on the... Thursday,
1: and you didn't have a favourite team uh, there. Argentina were going to win it at that point. Oh, that's right. Uh, we, we, we stumbled across, but yeah. I don't know what it was. It was like a Brazilian bar. It was weird. Like they were just going nuts getting around Brazil. And I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm in an underdog sort of mood. This was after the Melbourne Port Games. so I'm going to get around Costa Rica. it, it was the most one sided game of soccer I've ever seen. It was astonishing how <laughs> Brazil only won 2 0. But uh, yeah, I love the Costa Ricans, and they let me down as well. It's been, it's been heartbreaking, Banjo. It's been heartbreaking. It's just one of the lifts as I finish exams, but that's ah, all right. Melbourne have got an easy few weeks ahead. It's all right.
0: got to say, I did not expect there to be a Brazilian bar in Adelaide. That's um,
1: Well, it wasn't a Brazilian it was just a bar, but they were like, I don't know, they must have booked it out for like a Brazil party or something. I don't know, like everyone there was supporting Brazil. It was nuts.
0: I mean, I know, it's just that that's almost culture. So, you know, props to Adelaide for getting something. Great um, place, old Adelaide, mate.
1: Well, they've got a good ground. That's, that's about as got far a good as it grand,
0: And like a good, slightly outside the city area they
1: got nice wine. Yeah. So okay, I'm okay. There's one little strip. Where they, got, they got a they got a tram. And then there's nothing
0: outside. they got a tram. Do they? They give them props for a tram. Do they now? All right. While
1: we move it on, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket. Sure thing. Everyone's favourite segment? Yep. The, no. the, ty- <laughs> the title derives from the, the no <laughs> from the line. in sleep and no more. The title derives from the line in Happy Gilmore, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, who gives a shit. And we give 3 2 1 votes for the most meaningless games of the round. Uh, one vote. Not, not that meaningless. I, I wanted to put your, your team in, and with your handicap, you probably would have been in there, but I decided not to apply. That just shows your bias. It
0: pervades every aspect of your... Point system. Our game was a cracker decided with 20 seconds to go it could not possibly be a goal. Well this game go. was kind
1: of interesting as well but Collingwood defeated Carlton by 20 points. There's been a little bit of talk about this game. I mean first of the Trelaw stuff was, it was really interesting how that all happened. With God
0: that was funny like, them saying it was cramp and then the next day he's out the season. Well it
1: looked so bad <laughs> and I'm like oh he's definitely yeah. done and he's like oh it's a double cramp. And you're like okay we're fine. And then <laughs> when you
0: looked at his like legs wobbling and it was like oh yeah he could be crampy and trying to shake yeah. it yeah,
1: like I, I bought it, I bought it but, but it looked really bad at the time, and it is really bad. So that that happened, and then everyone's getting around Charlie Curro as well. I'm hearing all this stuff. He's the best key forward since Jonathan Brown, and all this rubbish. Like
0: people have actually said that. No, I
1: think John, no, it was Jonathan Brown himself. He said he's he's going to be one of the best key forwards we've seen, or something like that. He was. He went to some extreme. He did play a bloody. Good game. He did
0: play a bloody good game, yeah. I and mean, he's probably going to be a bloody good player. But it's. Pretty early prognostication for guys oh, kicked nineteen goals. I, this I, season. I still have That's a little. only one more than Billy Gowers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't compare him to one of the greats of all time, mate. No, I still have little issues with Kerno not quite being big enough to be that dominant, that absolutely, absolutely dominant, dominant key forward. But like some of the stuff he did was was pretty special. With some of those speckies yeah. and contested marks, and he's a real like competitive beast and did it against the the old rival.
0: Yeah, and they do have players that should be able to. Sort of hold the structural load up for him In Casbolt Bolt for the now Although he broke his finger and didn't play And Harry McKay Or Mackay No idea which one it is uh, Later on in the track He should He's like properly big So he's To be able to straighten them up a bit. You don't need too many of those guys at this stage. They have
1: depth issues, Carlton. But I think if they get a bit of depth there, I I think their list is looking quite good. I I, I think they have a core group of very, very talented players.
0: Yeah, in all honesty, they need to build an environment that allows those players to actually succeed. And I don't think they currently have one. And it's kind of a testament to Cripps and Kerno how well they are developing... But there are players that will get left behind that probably shouldn't have, a la the
1: Melbourne era, where you were just terrible. It, it, it seemed like that for a long time. I, I mean, they'll tell you that it's changing now and they've got a good coach in, etc.
0: Um, I know. And, and obviously I mean, this
1: year hasn't shown that, but that, that they could still... the players could develop.
0: Yeah, there. I like the idea of what they've done as well, bringing in a whole heap of sort of mid-age players to try and bolster their list, because their list demographic isn't actually that young with the side they're playing... But none of their mid-tier, mid-range tier players have brought in any good at all. Mm. So it just doesn't help. You're just fan and not that young.
1: And I said this last week. I think one of the best things about Carlton has been how open they've been about it all and how consistent they've been in what they've been trying to tell us that they're, that mm. they're doing. And I think for that for that reason, it's been really easy to buy into it. But the, the wheels have come off a little bit this year. Um, did you watch much of this game? Uh,
0: only snippets. A little bit of the start and a little bit of the end. I had a... Um, Basketball game to play. No, no, In that's all right. It.
1: it was a weird sort of strange kicking, like short kicking game that Carlton were playing. It was it was really, some of it was Reminiscent of the last couple of
0: years, sort of trying to slow the game down Yeah, keep from, possession of?
1: from a defensive standpoint, definitely. They were getting more players around the ball than they have been all year and obviously trying to limit the damage a little mm-hmm. bit. But then the way they were moving it forward, there were a couple of passages to play where it was literally like, it was so slow. Like they'd take a mark... Chip it forward 20 metres, take yeah. a mark on a lead, go back, kick it to almost like a contest, like 20 metres, <laughs> and they take a mark and they work it up the ground like that. Do be honest,
0: I don't understand why teams don't use a short lead in a zone more often. I, I just don't understand. I, it's probably like the risk reward factor if the kick doesn't hit and you've only kicked it 20 metres to go on a lead. You're a bit boned, and, and, but...
1: and, the, and, and the fact that it's slow as well, means yeah. that the team can keep folding back and keep that zone going. Where Teams are trying to you know move quickly and move it long to get over the zone and then the zone's completely gone. Whereas the thing is, if you're moving it slowly with short-kicking, teams can eventually sort of adjust to that. Which, I mean, that that's probably what happened for a lot of the game. Um, Collingwood, are, I still think they're a really good side. Uh, how much do you reckon Trelaw out hurts them?
0: I'm in two minds because I think they've got a pretty solid replacement waiting to get more midfield time to go the game he played against you sticks out massively so if he can play that role and play anywhere near that level sustainably they don't lose as much as most teams would by losing their best midfielder but he's so good and he's been so good and he's tidied up a lot of his sort of weaknesses his kicking efficiency or maybe not statistically but He's become significantly more damaging by his kicks, and yeah, I think he's massive. He's probably their main driver through the midfield. Side bottom and Pendlebury are excellent players, but he's the one that gives them real go-ahead movement. He's the one that carries the ball forward and sort of makes them seem significantly quicker than they might otherwise be, and to go, he's got that pace to be able to replicate that, but... Uh, Trelaw is just a jet and it'll be hard to cover. Yeah, I, I think they've got
1: players they can bring into the midfield. Mm-hmm. I think you obviously said DeGoey. I heard people talking about, well, hopefully they'll get Elliott fit and then he can go forward and Goey can go yeah. in the midfield, which sounds really good. And then uh, stringer has been saying he reckons Murray will come in or um, Varco to give them some extra pace. But there's no player who's quite like Trelaw. Uh, he's no, a unique he's, player. No one goes as no hard in as the long as he does with there's, yeah, no, exactly. He's a unique footballer and he's straight hit. line he's running
0: through the midfield can sort of change the way you decide to use the ball they might have to do a pretty significant rethink of their ball movement because they don't yep. have that option through the midfield to really break zones in the way he could so it's gonna be very there's a, interesting there's to a bit of tinkering
1: go. to do and I'd, I'd be worried but moving on our two votes uh gws a- defeated a- brisbane a- by 27 points uh Look, there was one story out of this game. Uh, Are we talking about this story now, or should we talk about it later?
0: Well, nobody bothered to send in a question about it, so we'll talk about Uh, it now.
1: Oh, that's (laughs) odd. Uh, I've been holding off on uh, bringing this up, because I thought it was best to have a pod discussion on it. Yeah,
0: you kind of gave away, like, yeah, we had a brief discussion, should we have this talk now, or should we uh, save the pod? And I think in the way you handled that, you gave it away. I sense you think it wasn't that bad.
1: I thought it was clearly a careless defensive action. Defensive. He was
0: going up for the ball. Can you tell me at what point he actually looked at the ball?
1: Can you tell me like what point out. he looked at the man? At no point. He went up He went up with his eyes on the ball and then he realised the player was coming back at him in 100 miles an hour and he turned and put his elbow up to, to block the player coming back at him. And that's not a good action. That's not a good footballing action. He's had that coached out of him because that's very, very dangerous. But he wasn't trying to elbow the guy in the head. He was, blo- he was It was a, a flinch. Okay. A flinch reaction to a dangerous situation.
0: Let me ask you this. How many weeks should he get...
1: I, I would think three would make sense to me. I think the grading is, if it was graded careless and high impact, I think it's three down to two. It's severe impact, so I think maybe an extra week. Four maximum. I'm hearing six. I think six. I think six, I think six is absurd. Didn't Tom bugger like four for punching someone? That's clearly an intentional action to closest that
0: The closest replica we have, uh, the closest precedent we have is... Uh, Tom Jonas No but that
1: was so I, I, I'd forgotten that And I went back and watched it I'm like oh that isn't Completely different Dude, Gaff was, was, was standing still And like had, had already got his hands To the ball And then Jonas's elbow Came away from his body You know who'd already Got his, his hands to the ball Harris Andrews When he punched the ball away But Cameron was off the ground And they were launching At each other And he just turned himself Where Jonas stuck his himself. elbow Away from his body To hit What like. do you think Cameron's elbow was? Different. Next to his body In front of his face No he wasn't He cleared his entire
0: body You don't need to do he that He turned and blocked He has a history Of malicious acts If it was Toby Green If it was Lindsay Thomas If it was Tom Bug You'd think It was on purpose And I do not No understand. I wouldn't I wouldn't
1: If I saw that action From any footballer If it was Lindsey Thomas You're telling me You wouldn't
0: crucify Lindsay Thomas And tell him he needs to get I'd laugh that, about there.
1: it But I would say <laughs> that, that was not any, that, That's not an intentional action It was it was a negligent action And he needs to get that he He's whacked out him because the impact was so bad his he should have suspended brain but I know I know that's horrible and that's it's, why I should get three weeks for what he was just a careless action It
0: was not careless it was clearly you careless you don't think he has intention
1: uh, to put his elbow up you just I, he had intention to put his elbow up why would he put the action out of no, why would he put his elbow up that makes perfect sense to me you see someone flying at you you put your elbow up to defend your yourself you lead with your forearm if that's the case not your elbow I think that's just... Effect. He just put his arm up, and it just happened to have hit his elbow.
0: No. You're just way off base with this.
1: <laughs> I, I, I know that. I know <laughs> I'm so against the popular opinion, but I have watched. I keep going back and watching and expecting to be hanged. I,
0: I barely see him look at the ball. He looks at the ball... I don't see him look at him either. Time. He's not, he's he not looking at him and going, I'm going to whack him. He turns him. away... Yes, because, because he's worried he about
1: getting hurt. Someone's Before flying at him at a million miles an hour. He turns to defend himself. He's <laughs> All right, all right. All right, let's 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 take a deep breath.
0: So he's out for probably around four weeks. That'd be the guesstimation then.
1: I don't think anyone really with. knows how long he'll be out. Bleeding no, on I mean, the brain. That's pretty, that's pretty horrible.
0: Let's get, what mate, will the impact be on GWS's season
1: then? Mate, it's get, not a. it's not a restorative system. The idea isn't Brisbane is stuff, therefore you need justice to be done. I 100% it's about, it's agree, about but we have an outcome-based section.
0: We're supposedly worried about concussions. This is the worst possible well, it, it, outcome they could have it had. It shouldn't be
1: that focused on outcome. I agree, but it
0: is. It was a
1: negligent action. And
0: I still think, regardless of the outcome, the way he did what he did, deserves six weeks.
1: But anyway, GWS defeated Brisbane by 27 points. Uh, it's a good win for uh, GWS, I suppose, but they're, they're pretty done now, aren't they? They've got a tough run, plus they're not going to have camera for no probably Cameron, six weeks,
0: unfortunately. that's That's a big deal. They need to beat Hawthorne, and it is at home. And they do have a good history against Hawthorne.
1: That's probably a 50-50 game.
0: But if they win that, it sort of throws Hawthorne into a bit of disarray. Maybe opens up the bottom half of the eight for them a bit. But if they lose, I think it's the curtains. It's, I, I think I think this is their season.
1: It's looking to me like it's between Melbourne North and Geelong for that
0: eighth spot. It
1: looks like if you look at the draw, they'll, every team will get probably about 14 wins. They're Breaking news. Season. Jeremy Cameron got five. Okay, at least it wasn't six, but that, that, that's still too much. That's still too much. But anyway, we should probably move on. There's not too much to say about that game apart from that incident. So uh, three votes is a pretty obvious one. Hawthorne defeated Gold Coast by, I can't see how many, because 53 points. So to those teams, we say... Old jacket, green jacket, who
0: gives a shit? Yeah, look, I apologise. I put my phone on the keyboard and I moved the run sheet
1: down a little bit. That's on me. Mate, as long as you can take the blame, I, I don't mind. If you're provided as as you're not with a printer
0: to print it out, we wouldn't have these sort of issues. But no, you're not willing to do the hard yards to make this a more professional pod. So we, we, we put up with what we put up with. But anyway, this game was pretty
1: ordinary. It was pretty ordinary. It wasn't a great game to watch. It was Often those games at Tassie are a little bit of a slog. They're kind of interesting because of the wind half the time, but that wasn't really that I much I feel of a like Bonceston
0: doesn't have as big a wind issue Probably. as Hobart. And yeah, when it's blowing sideways, it does make for a more interesting game in a lot of regards, but... A beatdown's a beatdown, <laughs> no matter what the conditions and are. The, the
1: skills weren't great. I think I had some comment from Clarkson after the game where he was effectively implying that we played a very ugly game and no wonder no one's turning up. Yeah, no, you pretty
0: flat out said it. It, it. It's remarkable that the story has been that Tassie aren't doing enough to get a team. They're not showing up. But the last two games everyone's pointed to, it's been North Melbourne versus GWS and Hawthorne versus Gold Coast. There's not gonna get anybody from the, either of those other two clubs travelling down. It's true, but i seat. mean... But, if they but they... you're also not gonna get as many people from North and Hawthorne as you once did because they're more used to it. The games are there, so it doesn't have the novelty. And then it's also right in the middle of where their local footy is.
1: But I mean it we, was a
0: poorly fixtured game in pretty much every regard.
1: We do keep hearing how much Tasmania love their football. How many games do they have there how many games are played there year? Four or six, I think. Six. Either way, they should be absolutely stoked to have a chance to go to an AFL game, regardless of what it is. So I, I think they should be turning
0: You're up. saying it's a privilege that we uh, we give them these morsels of AFL football. No, I'm not. We
1: probably should give them more than we do. But if they love it as much as they say they do, I'd expect them to turn up to those games.
0: Yeah, look, it's a fair point, but I don't know. They should have a
1: team. But, you know, Gold Coast won't attract anyone to China, either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it, it, it's not... Yeah, it's not a great game to uh, For Hawthorne, these are the game.
0: games They just need to keep ticking off They've got a lot of these And if they lose one It probably curtains on their season So they've got to do
1: what they did And they did it Yeah, I, as I have I saying before I think it, it kind of looks like If you look at the draws Both Melbourne, North Melbourne and Hawthorne Are all going to finish on about 13-14 wins And it could come down a percentage <sighs> Luckily ours is quite good
0: Oh, if you lose... If you miss finals and we make it, it'll almost... Oh, it'll almost make it worthwhile. It's, where, it's, su- it's possible. If I got It's very possible. If the streak was broken, but we'd make finals ahead of you, I'm not sure which one I would have
1: taken. Wait, what? Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, no, you'd take finals ahead because you get the last laugh of
0: that. Yeah. Place. Oh well. Anyway, let's get on to the more interesting games of football. We've got Essendon defeated West Coast by 28. This is a massive result.
1: Yeah, this is a very, very interesting game of football. It was... To be fair, West Coast like they, they were completely flogged in the first quarter and a half hmm. to a, a shocking in a shocking sort of way, in the way that I, I expected we'd see signs of this from Essendon throughout the year, and it yeah. was it was crazy, it was crazy how good Essendon were and how poor West Coast, West Coast were. were. From that point on, though, West Coast absolutely dominated the game. Like they probably should have won it. They they, kicked they just off.
0: didn't have a forward line. Which when you've got two of the probably best ten key forwards in the competition out. Like babe, like, two right, of the best right, five? At, what, well, what you at
1: one stage I think they had two goals fourteen and they were kickable. They were, a lot yeah. of them were very, very kickable. Um but I, I don't think it was the, the two best forwards out that really did, that's not what they lost the game in the first quarter and a half. Yeah. During but, that period they were beaten out of the middle. They also and, their
0: ball movement broke down in ways that it just hasn't all year.
1: Yeah, to an extent, but like I don't think that I don't think that was the reason why Eston were flogging them. Eston were beating him firstly at the clearances and then yeah, their rebound. Yeah, By Bell Chambers Which Which is very very odd And they're they're not going to expect that as a midfield group So that's going to really hurt them And then like Essendon's rebound was frightening I mean we know that Saad and McKenna can do that stuff But they did it consistently And they were doing it every like five minutes And a lot of missed tackles from West Coast Is probably the worst thing
0: I think as exciting as Liam Ryan is He doesn't quite bring the forward pressure That a lot of Probably not Small forwards. Does do Willy it. Rioli
1: either? Probably not. I haven't really seen it from I him. I think either. Willy
0: Rioli's all right at it, but Lacroix's not.
1: No, he's so definitely they, they, not. So they
0: don't actually have great forward pressure from their little guys. And Duggan? Yeah, but he's only sort of so-and-so in there. They don't yeah. really have any standout harassing small mm. forwards. And without the efficiency that they've been generating with the big keys, making sure that The ball was more often not going their way. I think they really lost the ability to trap in their defense. And when you combine that with Nat Nui being beaten in the ruck and them being beaten in the midfield, they just didn't really have a way to, yeah, Yeah. generate scores or prevent Mm. Essendon from generating their own from the back half, which we've said over and over again if you can stop that, you stop Essendon scoring. But, Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, but I, I, although this was shocking to watch and it was quite entertaining, it doesn't change my opinion on either of the teams. I, I think Essendon are a very talented but a very inconsistent team. We saw how good their best is, and then we didn't see it for two quarters. They, they yeah. were beaten quite badly for two quarters. And from West Coast, we saw a bad performance, finally. We saw a truly bad performance for a quarter and a half, and then they started playing quite well and just didn't finish off for the rest of it. So, Yeah, you, you were,
0: are you a little worried about how their next sort of months are gonna go without Kennedy or Darling. Because Kennedy's out for four weeks, Darling's two to four still. They've
1: noticeably they had their two worst games whilst those two have been out. So yeah, you've got to be a little bit worried, but they're still going to have enough wins in there to get beat top two, top four at the worst. I could see you costing them top two. Yeah maybe. Is,
0: are they a in to beat Adelaide this week in Adelaide?
1: No, they're not a shoo in. So they're gonna be down to tip. four losses and only one or two more in there. I think Sloan's yeah. going to be back, too. So.
0: Yeah, and one or two more in there out of sort of that top two contention if, at that point. Yeah, so I, that, think that, that really I suppose must...
1: if you miss top two for West Coast, that is. It's a massive deal. That's probably it. They're probably not going to win it from there. So yeah, yeah. maybe okay, yeah. I am yeah. a little bit worried about them. But, <laughs> but not in the sense of I don't think they're a good team. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. In the sense yeah. of yeah, something's going against them for a few weeks. Yeah,
0: if this happens to plenty of teams on plenty of occasions. It doesn't mean you weren't a contender if you run the season again. I think they've shown. How good they are, but the worst possible scenario is pretty much what's unfolding in the next four weeks. And it, it's two players in
1: the same position that hurts. And we saw if Kennedy was out, Darling played better, and they played really yeah, yeah. well. It's the fact that both of them are out that that's stiff.
0: It's going to be really hard. Like it's an unbelievable burden on Waterman. <laughs> He's just stuffed. He's got so much yeah. to do, and if he steps up, well they found one, but I don't see that no,
1: happening. Fraser McInnes actually looked quite good at times. He really yeah. launched at the ball quite oh. well. Well, but that's an important
0: part. So anyway, yeah. let's get to our uh, more favourite segment. I'm not going to... I have so many segments I don't pick favourites <laughs> with, but you only bring one to the table. So <laughs> hey, you, you don't, don't have
1: any segments. These are all our segments except for Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, we, which is mine. <laughs>
0: how on earth do you... Okay, okay, we're doing the Cane Corns. <laughs> so we buried the lead, but how on earth do you have a claim to that?
1: How well, does that I, don't, I don't remember who thought of it, but we both put the same amount of effort into it. We both pick one thing each, and then we both, you know, we, oh, were, so we to the we
0: do we were laying plans from the outset of who proposed the segment. And did I you did. propose the no, Yeah, you I did. did I, I actually don't remember. I, I, it's definitely my idea out of the two of us. I may have got some uh, consultation yeah, brought fine, in. Fine, fine. Whatever. It's definitely my segment. I don't care. Anyway. Props to you, though. You brought this to the table because you think this is an absolutely ridiculous call. We've got Sam McClure saying Max Gorn is a top three player in the competition. And you are right in saying that. I days. don't think it's a ridiculous you call. You are absolutely right in saying it's ridiculous. There is no sense whatsoever to be made in this call. He is a good player. He's probably a top ten player. But there are multiple players... That are more deserving to be in the top three. And there's more than three of them because I just realized what I said didn't actually preclude him from being in the top three.
1: I look, I actually look, I don't think it's that much of a dumb call. I reckon Max is easily top 10, and I reckon he's pushing top five. He's probably around seventh. I reckon that's about where he fits. Uh, it's a weird call though, because he's just come off probably his two worst weeks of the year. Like, why did he decide to bring this up now? And he's been rattling on about how much he killed Paddy Wright. He didn't kill Paddy Wright. That was actually a. It was a really good ruck battle. Neither ruckman really got on top. We won the clearances, so Max probably takes the points. But from the ruck perspective, it was pretty. pretty yeah, what tight. was
0: odd about that is half the other commentary I heard around the Ruck Jewel was how good Patty Ryder was. So yeah. was like, <laughs> he's
1: just decided he's going to go on. He's done a Kane Corns. He's done what we know what he does. He thinks that he's like, oh, I think Max Gordon's pretty good. I'm going to take it to an extreme degree just for the fun of yeah, it.
0: Yeah, what, what I like about this, though, Kane Corns generally wait for a remotely appropriate time to say things. But yeah. as you rightly pointed out, Max is in his worst form slump of the <laughs> he's year, had, he's like, had a,
1: well, He's had one bad week and one all right Met
0: week. week. Who yeah. do you who, I oh, destroyed Jacob Zoit before that, um, but yeah, that, it's just great. I love Sam McClure.
1: Sam no, McClure, this was Sam McClure as Kane Corns. It was Kane Corns. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, I it was Sam, Sam McClure. No, no,
1: this was the man himself. Oh well, no, this was straight from the god's mouth.
0: Like sixty like, percent of what I said just doesn't make sense now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Oh well, no one can beat him then. I do love Sam McClure because I think he's a hilarious <laughs> like, punching bag, but. Caincorns.
1: Oh. Yeah, that was from the great the man the was, the yeah. Mate, you don't a, even read the links I send you. He's, he's looked at. <laughs> Just look at the headline. Was Kate Was Sam McClure in the photo? What photo? I
0: came up with a pop up. Never <laughs> mind. But anyway, he's looked at Mark Fine coming <laughs> for his crown. He's decided I'm not having I any mean, of he, this. that's what he's done. But exactly. he doesn't. I don't think he's got the ceiling that Mark Fine has. I, but he's <laughs> definitely going for. Um,
1: Consistency He's got the consistency Yeah exactly We love the man It's still his segment It'll always be his segment
0: Okay Follow up with What's your cane
1: You know We had our top five Recruits of the year At the start of the year I think someone Hasn't just entered The top five He's clearly The number one Right now Billy 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 Gowers mate how good is Billy Gows? I love his name. How good was he against you? He was he was actually played so well. What a great pickup. The bloke was oh, he was rookie listed at Carlton. Got delisted from Carlton. Played a year of VFL and he's now a very, very good footballer. Something needs to be done he, he got
0: delisted from Carlton as a half forward after they'd gotten rid of the all Australian forward line that they came up. But they'd already lost that forward line and they still And he still got line. to
1: listen and then he's turned that around. What a genius yeah, look, I can't
0: argue with a lot of it. He was very good. I think he got the Third or fourth most coaches' votes. He played excellently. He was dynamic in the air. He would imagine you would you shooting yourself about Billy. Yeah, no, he was. Um, I was very angry with him at two minutes and fourteen seconds left. In the oh, game. yeah, uh, but no, he, a lot of that is very, very relevant and very good analysis by you. Um, it's a good guy to get excited about. I like it when you go off the beaten track just a little bit. Billy, and you're not only very straight and narrow, but you've picked a good one here. But your actual comments ridiculous. Top five recruits. We didn't include draft picks, Scott. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't mean, It counts if they're out of the VFL. I you want to
0: be a lawyer? <laughs> you want to be a <laughs> lawyer? Like, and you flout with the basic rules of a segment like that. All right,
1: all right, fine. And I know, up, I, I know top five. I know
0: I'm not one to talk about uh, manipulating the rules of a segment, but you've done it post-fact, Scott, and that is not acceptable. Oh, I want you to apologise to the listeners. For wasting their
1: time. Take out my thing about... That doesn't sound about, like an
0: apology. Take
1: out my thing about our top five. But still, the word recruits can include both draftees and from other clubs. If you put all of that together, Billy Gowers is clearly number one. Clearly number we one. We love Billy Gowers. Clearly number one. He's my new favourite player. Can we bring in Billy Gowers' watch? Yeah, no, we can do
0: that. Yeah, all right. All right, yeah, got to yeah. replace Definitely. Lyndon Dunwash, So We can't have two different players oh. So it's on your conscience. Are you abandoning oh. the... <laughs> The mascot of the podcast.
1: Give me a week to think about it. Next week, we will have one watch segment and it'll be one of those two legends. Okay. This I'll, is I'll let you know. This
0: is this. But anyway,
1: what's your Cane Corns Banjo? Can't be as good as that
0: one. Yeah, no, mine's not controversial at all. It's just right. Um, Channel 7 are the worst set of football reporters in the country Tom Brown <laughs> and Mark Stevens. I, I, I don't think I need to... You play. have a lot
1: of vendettas, don't you?
0: Yeah, I really do. You I really, don't like it's a It's the
1: Bulldog. Vendetta. You hate steve because of the Bulldogs as well.
0: Yeah, he tried to get uh, Sean Higgins suspended this week. <laughs> he commented about three different minor incidents that shouldn't have even been looked at by the MRP. commented on like three different news bulletins and all of a sudden he's got a fine for something he doesn't deserve. It's (laughs) ridiculous.
1: Tom Brown's an an odd unit. Tom
0: Brown, I think he's just an idiot. He's a really weird He's got a commerce degree from Melbourne and somehow he's decided to become a sports reporter and I think when he... So he's got a Twitter account that is possibly one of the funniest Twitter accounts
1: in existence. Because it's retarded. Oh yeah, it's
0: awful. But the most intelligent stuff he does is talk about Bitcoin.
1: That is odd. That's just it's fantastic. But is he actually intelligent when he talks about no. Bitcoin? Okay.
0: He once said um, he's looking at the North Korea-USA uh, summit as a sign for whether or not the Bitcoin... Like this is his main takeaway from the summit was he was wondering whether or not Bitcoin would uh, increase in price if it was brought to North Korea.
1: <laughs> was he trying to be funny? No. The man has never tried he to... Always, I, I always scenario. love watching at the end of Roman Brian, where Brian's like, he's such an awkward dude, but he's like, he, he loves being awkward, and then he walks over to Tom Brown, he's standing there, and he just looks so uncomfortable. Uh, but who are we comparing him to? Anybody. Reporters on I would
0: take the Herald son, John Ralph uh, Stable,
1: Ooh. ahead of these two. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You yes, I Ralph. would.
0: I hate Ralphie. Ralphie is an idiot. Yeah, and these two are... <laughs> no. Tom Brown is just an idiot. Tom Brown is a vaguely harmless idiot. Mark Stevens is malicious.
1: Malicious. Malicious. If something bad happens
0: to the Bulldogs, whoever did it to the Bulldogs, he goes after them. He's the Luke Garcia football reporters. He is an embarrassment to journalistic You've ethics. Just, You've
1: just reminded me why I shouldn't listen to you when you're talking about Jeremy Cameron. <laughs> if you ask your definition of malicious, he's not malicious. He's an idiot. He's not malicious. If you don't think <laughs> malicious he, is a very strange he maliciously
0: he is. tried to get Sean Higgins suspended, you're crazy. I
1: don't believe he maliciously tried to do that, no. Yeah, that's because you didn't watch it. <laughs>
0: that's
1: true. But I would be very surprised.
0: What I like is every time uh, I have one of my conspiracy theories and you know, try and rebut me, I just bring out that you didn't watch your card and I'm right 90% of the time.
1: Whatever, Banjo, let's move on to some footy.
0: Yep. Oh, what a game. Port defeated Melbourne by 10 points. It it's was really, actually a good game.
1: It's, it's weird we're only up to Friday night right now. It doesn't any, feel... But anyway, no, well, it was a cracking game of footy. It really was. I, I was at the ground. Um, right from the first, like, 30 seconds, there was this thing of, oh, wow, this is going to be a contested game. It was like the amount of plays... they just of the,
0: big hits early.
1: Big hits, but then also, like, the first... I think we got the first clearance and it went out of bounds. And, like, the numbers that just went around the ball was just crazy. It was such, like, a slog, a contested game. I don't know whether that was Ken Hinckley's call or Goodwin's call, but there was a serious amount of footballers around the ball all night. It just made such a contested game. And to be honest with you, Melbourne absolutely should have won. Like, we we killed them for three quarters. Um, and... I mean, in the end, I mean, we're a young team. We're a young team. There was Yeah, you three blew ahead the chances, didn't you? Three quarters, we didn't take our chances. In the last one, we didn't quite quite handle the heat. But like that felt like a final sort of game. It really did. That's how a lot of finals go. It's just a slog and teams have chances and it's who, who takes them and then yeah. who, who brings the heat in the last few minutes of the game.
0: So you dominated general play but couldn't quite yeah. punish them on the scoreboard. Yeah. Are you worried about that? Because most of your losses seem to have come around in... That sort of way.
1: I'm very worried about it, yeah. Um, the first few weeks when we are playing good teams, that was a major issue. And then when we went on our run, we were scoring unbelievably well. Our use inside 50 was frighteningly good.
0: Yeah, you brought it's a lot entertaining.
1: We were very entertaining. <laughs> but it seems when it was a contested game, it seems to to fall away. It's as if uh, people have been criticising Jesse Hogan, which is ridiculous. I mean, he's had two bad weeks. He's been dominant for the rest of the year. But there's only a thing once he's sort of once the game is contested and there's numbers around and he's not quite that staying home forward, he can, get, he can get a little bit confused about what his role is. Where once there's space, he can do the thing where he works out, works back into space. He just has all the time that he wants to do whatever he wants to do. But when he's a contested game, we need him crashing packs as a key forward does, which he's brilliant at doing. But because he's not clearly in that role, he seems yeah. to get a little bit lost and confused.
0: He seems to play half a kick ahead of the ball. Instead of a full kick Yeah When the the pressure's really on And That's just something You're able to rectify I thought Initially it had been Sort of addressed by McDonald coming into the side Because he's been excellent And he played really well Yeah But I think A lot of it was You were just playing Sides you were so far On top of That He was able to capitalize Rather than your structure being as bulletproof as I thought Tom McDonald had made
1: it. When I've seen that, people have been playing with these clips of him hitting up at the ball and us dumping it too long over his uh-huh. head. I've seen it both being, those clips both being shown to prove that Hogan was trying to crumb the ball. I think and that's I've also
0: seen percent the fault of the kicker. <laughs> yeah, and I've
1: also seen them being played saying, oh, look, that kick was wrong. Like, Hogan was leading up at the ball and they put it on his head. I, I think it was probably and the kicker more is than anything.
0: He a lead-up player when you look at the way he likes to actually get the ball. He does crash packs, but I think that is... He definitely crashes packs. That is something that sort of lifts his ceiling, lifts his floor, rather than his actual ceiling is being hit up forward and being a leader. Like, yeah. He's trying to he works play more hard, yeah. like Rewalt than Jonathan Brown.
1: Yeah, probably. He has, he has a little bit of both. He does crash packs in a in a classical key forward sort of way as well. But he's not... He's not a strong contestant. No. Mark he crashes packs and brings it to ground, which is very important. But yeah, yeah no, yeah, like you're probably right.
0: Backup plan. Are you worried? You're one in five against top eight sides. Uh, this and was, I know you won the most important one, but you've uh, lost the five others. I like.
1: I, I think we It's it's almost as if we're a young team. Like that. That's how it feels. Like this game felt. We we brought everything you need to bring to a big stage, but we were just we just panicked a little bit, especially in the last quarter, and. I mean, we were carried in the midfield by Brayshaw, who's, what, 21, Clayton, who's 20, and Viney, who's 23. Like, they... And they you they, want to get Brayshaw signed up quickly. Yeah, but, th- <laughs> but they haven't played on a big stage, like, ever, yeah. in their whole career. And they're they are learning. They've had two weeks in a row. They will learn so much from that. And we'll, we'll keep getting better. And we did get so much better from the Collingwood game. Like, we'll get better as the season goes on. We're, we're not there this year. Like, we're, we're too young. We'll... Hopefully, we'll win a final. That's what I'm hoping. But they'll they'll develop, and God, we've got a good-looking list.
0: Yeah, we should talk about Port. What are your thoughts on them? Because they have dropped the flat-track bullies tag. They have played very well against other
1: top-eight sides. Yeah, their record against the best sides is actually great this year. Yeah. Um, well, as I say, we we are playing for most of the night. But, like, their last quarter was brilliant. Like, the heat that they brought was, was truly special. Like... Uh, Ollie Wines was unbelievable the way he lifted. His last month has been outstanding. Yep, he's playing some seriously good footy. Uh, Robbie Gray was well held. Um, but yeah, it was it was a tough, contested game and they it, it was pretty impressive by them. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty convinced by Port Adelaide. They're, they're a chance for top four for sure. From there, can you see them winning the flag? It's possible. It's possible, but it's a small possibility, I think.
0: I think so much of it factors if Richmond have to play it away final. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah like, I, I, I think yeah. as good as... Out of the chasing pack, I think they're pretty much as good a chance as anybody.
1: Their, be, their best footy can beat Richmond, I think. Uh, I think well, it's unlikely that it Richmond. would. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But, like, <laughs> if, if Richmond play good footy, port of one team, or I can think they could potentially... Their best game could be better. Yeah. 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 All
0: right, fair enough. Uh Anything structural about port, or is you've just wasted all your
1: thought on Melbourne? No, I, the, the, the structure of the game, as I said, with crazy numbers around the ball. All right.
0: Good yeah. balance coverage. Let's move into <laughs> our top five or top six in this case. We're going oh. all Australian. We forward don't line. have
1: a top five. How many times I have to tell you? And you're doing this for another week as well. All Australian
0: forward line. All of the passion. Take it away. Fans. Here's the half forward flank.
1: Uh, you take it away. I'm just getting mine up. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> Yeah, well done to us. I've gone Sean Higgins, absolute star. Brownlow fancy now, uh, elevated himself for the last few weeks. He's having his best year by a mile, averaging twenty-seven a game, kicking goals. It's the first North Melbourne player in history to kick third, to kick a goal and have thirty touches in three consecutive games, which probably says more about North than anything else. But I love him; he's very that, good. That
1: all, that was all just complete white noise to me. Uh, you're an idiot. I have him on my right flank. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I I didn't want to put him in. And I did this even last week. This week the hype's coming up and people are starting to put him in. I put him in even last week and... Because I can't really find any small forwards Who deserve to no, be in there tough. And, and Higgins, Higgins obviously isn't playing as a small forward But he's no, someone you can an inside
0: midfield He's averaging six clearances a game or something. You can put him in
1: as a flanker And he's not going to be you know, a Ben Brown Like a, no. <laughs> a key <laughs> forward So I'm like, for balance, I have to have him in there And he, look, he has played very, very well
0: Yeah, I, ch- I think I chased small forwards harder than you did But we'll move on Who's your centre-half?
1: Uh, well, I've got Jack Darling in there I mean, he's, he's missed, what, two weeks? but Yeah,
0: I think so I I think he's a perfectly reasonable pick. I just sort of projected the fact he's not going to be there for another month. Mate, it's or a so. mid-year All-Australian I know, team. but... It's
1: till it's now, mate. And he's clearly been in there. Like,
0: like yeah. He, and all his averages are brought down by the fact that he was injured two seconds into the yeah, last yeah. game <laughs> blade, Which I forgot about when I did this. But no, he's he deserves to be there. I just was looking forward and thought he's not really that much of a chance... To get in, if he's missed six weeks, which is likely, I would say. So I went with Tom McDonald instead. Why? Because he's been he, excellent. He not
1: even. He's not even the best key forward he in his own is team. He clearly the best. Key don't forward don't tell me you don't have Jesse Hogan in your team.
0: I don't have Jesse Hogan in my team. Tom McDonald is averaging a goal over a goal more per yeah, game. Yeah, but he didn't
1: play for half the time. He mate. played for like four. Weeks. I believe it's conceivable, but by the end of the season, he will jump. Tom Jesse Hogan. McDonald
0: has kicked three less goals. How many less games has he played? He's had
1: a lot less of the ball as well.
0: He's had averaging two less possessions a game.
1: But again, he hasn't played half a year. He
0: has played half a year now. And he's going to play all the
1: years. You're projecting too far ahead. This is a all Australian team. more
0: important. No, I'll admit it. That might be a flaw. And if you want, we can swap him for Jack Darling. Both those guys are better than Hogan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He has been excellent. He's been more important to you than Hogan has since he's been back in the team.
1: Well, look. At least it's a Melbourne player. I say, and he has been terrific, but he, he hasn't played enough footy. That's what it comes. And you're probably right. Since he has come in, he has played better than Hogan. Yeah, oh, quite cool. I just song. want to
0: be commend myself on my bulletproof strategy of annoying you by not putting in Hogan, but not annoying you too much <laughs> to accuse that me of put bias <laughs> putting biased. you? Tom McDonald. Who no, no, we've got your right flank. Who was your other flank?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, we got the same one. We both got Caddy. Caddy, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's kicked too many goals to
0: ignore. He's him. been excellent. He's getting enough of the ball. To be impacting games all the time, and he's kicking so many goals. He's probably been their most important forward, which is staggering given the Rewald's there. But he's been excellent all year. Yep. Yeah, yep, that's it. Okay. Uh, who's your forward pocket? Uh,
1: part well, in the pocket, I've got Jesse. Oh uh The good mate. He's, he's he's he's. I like he's, to
0: put uh, forward pockets as forward pockets, not um, pseudo, not pseudo wings. <laughs>
1: Like, the way the forward lines work, there's no such thing as a bloody forward pocket. They just float around and play in their structures in the way they want to play. But anyway, Jesse Hogan is equal third in the Coleman, and he's averaging 20 possessions. How no, could he? He's averaging 19. He's averaging, I think it's 19.9. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, you Mate, you can't not put him in your All-Australian team. He is oh, a no, no, can You Australian, cannot all... ignore him. I,
0: no. He doesn't take uh, contested marks. He doesn't offer much. Structure. He's just he's, he he doesn't, does, doesn't
1: offer structure. That's one of the you clearly have never watched Melbourne. He play. doesn't give. He it. is our structure. He
0: doesn't. It's like Tom McDonald's your structure. No, you one of the two is. You weren't winning <laughs> and games it's mostly Hogan. Three. You weren't winning games before Tom McDonald came back in. You, Tom McDonald came back in. You suddenly had a forward line, a forward structure. Every game you've played against good sides, who stood up out of your key forwards? It's been Tom. But our
1: forward line operates around Jesse Hogan. He is, he is the core of our forward line. He clearly... The only person structure. in your forward And we saw how, how much it hurt us for two weeks when he wasn't doing
0: the that. The only person in your forward line that can be a bailout option is Tom McDonald. Well,
1: that's just not true. and a kick a Jesse Hogan, I'm pretty confident will make a contest and we we'll have a chance of kicking a goal.
0: I'm sorry, I don't put people that can make a contest in my All-Australian team. I want... I well, don't he want,
1: I he don't still don't kicks <laughs> the equal third round of goals, I, you I idiot!
0: I don't <laughs> want Drew oh. Petras in my All-Australian team. Late three Drew Petras respect to him earlier in his career. I don't want... Oh, to shut, up, shut up, I'm
1: sick of you. Move on.
0: I've gone in ar- an inarguable addition in Robbie Gray.
1: Yeah, well, he's in my other pocket. He's,
0: a, yeah, he's excellent. Yeah, of we course. He's the best him. player in the competition, <laughs> mate. <I told laughs> That's we, We've got a question <laughs> on him later, so we won't go too deep into him. Uh, full forward, I think is pretty self-explanatory.
1: Yeah, yeah, we both got Ben Brown. Yeah,
0: yeah. He's, uh, he's kicked 40 goals, five most than the next guy. The and the next guy's been. out by for five weeks and the next person has got nine behind him so I think he's probably going to win the Coleman yes
1: and the Coleman medalist is always at full forward so that's fine uh, and
0: yeah I had grey in the pocket yeah I went Bruce because I wanted an actual small forward Bruce? yeah he's kicked 27 goals hey, you don't give people
1: goals. charity all Australians because you don't have any good he's small been excellent. forward pick someone who actually deserves to be I'm in sorry
0: there. you can constantly accuse me of Andy Hawthorne bias I show them a bit of love and this is how you treat me
1: Brewster's been fine this year. He's been, been, s- it's been so far from an All-Australian No, year. not true at all. Not
0: true at all. He's been excellent. He's been, he's been good. He's been the consummate small Ford R- not He's just, Rioli because he's excellent.
1: Pick someone who deserves to be in the All-Australian team. I did. Team.
0: I picked six Fords that deserve to be in the All-Australian team and I left off all the Fords that weren't deserving of being in the All-Australian team.
1: My team is so much better than yours. Oh. Uh,
0: it does have oh. two North Melbourne players in it. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about the game that nearly gave me a stroke. North Melbourne defeated the Bulldogs by two points. I was reasonably intoxicated when that game started and I did not handle it well. I was shouting at the TV, whacking the couch all night. I had a
1: little look at your uh, Twitter account as well. Do you do that every North game or have a big bitch about everyone? Um, I do that yeah. about most of them. Yeah. Yeah. We're posting a lot of crap. Uh, the night of Billy Gowers is, is as everyone's I was coming to call it. <laughs> the <night of> Billy <laughs> Gowers. It wouldn't have been if uh, Mitch Wallace hit him on the chest. That like the move.
0: night of long knives.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a very very disappointing game. The doggies got there. Uh, you actually got quite badly beaten in the first half. The, the yeah, doggies... no, we
0: did. We could have easily been further down.
1: Um, another team, they're playing a bit of a short-kicking game. I reckon they've been trying to do that all year, and it actually worked yeah, no, their structure, in the first yeah, half. They,
0: Brad Scott was definitely our coach, early. I, I think Beveridge brought a game plan that found weaknesses in our defensive setup that we weren't exactly sure how to combat. And credit to Scott for turning it around, but yeah, that, that their weakness, and they did it quite similar to what Geelong did. They were able to manipulate the ball through the middle by using short targets, and that really cut us open. Because it yeah. didn't allow... Thompson, Majak, or Tarrant to cut across.
1: It was and it, for me, it felt, when I watched Carlton using their short kicking game, it did feel like that slow, just trying to slowly work up the field territory sort of thing. Where the doggies were doing it more in like an incisive yeah. sort of way, where they'd pick off like a really clever kick and it'd open up the ground, yeah. and then they'd keep working it, forward. You like hit the that.
0: short kick and then you run. You, you keep the ball mm. moving. You can't stop start.
1: Stop, I, I honestly, I, I feel like Caleb Daniel is such a barometer for them. I, I thought he had a brilliant first half. And it, it's, it's that short kicking. St- when is he still
0: playing with the helmet? Yeah. I
1: don't remember
0: noticing him His first half was
1: great. He was really quiet in the second half and they weren't playing well. It, it's weird that they play that short kicking mm. game and Caleb Daniel is brilliant at it. But when, when the team are working with him, it's like it's a short yeah. kick in the corridor and they all stream forward and it looks dangerous.
0: He also sort of has to be used in that short kicking game because he doesn't quite have the body strength. To get his own ball so much. He's, yeah. he's at his best when he's being used as sort of that outside runner. So I agree He's massive for them And
1: and, and when he's not When the team aren't Playing well He looks really Just weak and nothing Like he'll just do A short kick in the corridor And he'll just stop And it will be like What was the point In doing that Well when they're working As a unit It looks And I'm not not saying Dale Daniel's that important But it's more that He's a symbol Of them playing well He is important
0: I I, I think you can have Not great players That are important Like that Uh, Like what Magic's Become to North Is a great example Of that but I, so I've been thinking about this And I've been thinking about this This was a pretty poor North performance We didn't move the ball You were, well at all. You
1: were good in the second half Yeah you were really I, good
0: second I look half. at the fact that we only won by two points As a negative Not as a. the Bulldogs played really well How do you see it?
1: Oh, I think it was a bit of uh, th- th- It was the best I've seen the, In the first half It was the best I've seen the Dogs mm. play But I, I, I don't think you would be that disappointing Because I thought The game wasn't on the terms you wanted And you were, you were clearly the bit. Be- you deserved to win it You were clearly the better team in the second half the thank dogs you very are a bit lucky. saying
0: that because I have listened to about seventeen different football podcasts because I procrastinated at work and none of them said that. So that I you. find that
1: really surprising. I, watching the last quarter, I just thought North are definitely going to win it. I was, I was, shocked, was shocked that the Bulldogs got on top because you look yeah. like a much better team and as the game like went on. Running away <laughs> with it too. <laughs> that's, that's what good teams do: is the game goes on, they get on top, and you. And so I, I thought you clearly deserved to win it. Oh, thank you. Scott. They kind of they shocked you out, out of the start, playing a different brand of footy.
0: Yeah, yeah. What? What? Sort of the only thing I've heard that's made me think more along those lines is that apparently the bulldogs had a 313 pressure rating which you, you'd know the explanation that 180 is supposed to be good they never tell you what <laughs> it measures but apparently it measures like or how it measures pressure sorry it's what i should say so
1: so the dogs played well is that yeah like so. their <laughs>
0: pressure was ridiculous apparently and that, that makes sense that reflects what I would have thought about the game, I
1: guess. Yeah, but I like I didn't think it was one of the hottest. No, I didn't think it was as hot as the Melbourne game. To be Board honest, game. I
0: think there were only fifty tackles laid by each side, which isn't that many. So, no, I, no. to be honest, I think it was probably a glitch. That's a bit but weird. That made me think it was a bit of a better win than that. But I think, no, no, it was a really good performance by the Dogs, and North got a. Pretty lucky win. You can't say anything else with well with we the way we won it. Yeah,
1: I mean, if Mitch Wallace had hit a tar- if he'd hit Billy Gale it, he didn't have to hit
0: a target He just yeah. didn't. Have to he just had an ball. extremely <laughs> mediocre,
1: even a, a quite below average kick, and they have won the game. <laughs> he yeah, had he to kick an absolutely
0: and he went, He just went for the centimeter perfect kick you got to feel a bit sorry for him. Yeah, apparently <laughs> he'll be shooed out
1: by Pepperidge. He'll be dropped, won't he? Dropped, won't he? That's, it's kind of sad. Because yeah, I, I think he's quite a good player.
0: I don't think that rate him. I think you will be leaving the dogs, for just staggering for the father
1: side. I can see him playing really well at another club. It's not just that like they they I haven't...
0: I can see him going to Essendon and making a massive difference to their yeah. inside ball winning I, capability. They haven't appreciated
1: him enough. And everyone they brought him in this year, he's been playing forward half the yeah. time. He's an inside mid.
0: Oh, no. I don't think Beveridge likes playing people in their best position. I think mean, he's fascinated yeah. with flexibility in a way that's actually detrimental. I,
1: I like I I yeah, I, I probably agree with you. I think he was really he's been really poorly handled by the dogs and I think they'll probably regret it. In the same way that Devin Smith was poorly handled by GWS. Yeah.
0: I I think just Devin under-appreciated. Smith is a lot a lot easy to understand. Devin Smith was actually crowded out and a lot of those guys left over time so yeah. by the time he left there was a hole. But the dogs never had that kind of midfield depth to deserve, yeah. to, to earn the right to play midfields the way Especially they have. once
1: like Libba's out. out like, yeah. yeah.
0: Get him in. Anyway, let's move on. We spent enough time on talking about how good North Mill... Actually, no, we did. How good was the final goal? How was Magic in the last? Ugh. I thought we were moving on. Yeah, no, I just want to talk about <laughs> Magic. He was excellent in the last quarter.
1: He didn't have anything to do with the final play, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he was. He was He winning, was so good. Three yeah, contested
0: good. marks. One-on-ones that he would have lost earlier in yep. the year. Oh, he had a good Billy run the tackle at one stage as well. On Billy Gowers, actually. Well, that's that's, that's That extreme. tells a lot. That's, so that's, that's crazy. That's why Majak's the best player in the comp. Uh, anyway, let's get to the mailbag. Poochie's mailbag. We didn't get many questions this week because I forgot to put them up and it was left to you. So that's on me. But it's going to mean we're going to have a short one. So who's the best player in the comp? Max Gorn, Billy Gowers, or Majak Dorm? <laughs> These oh, are the only well, three options. Call- what's Sophie's
1: choice? Is that the... I, I, like, it's a tough trial Wait, who asked the question firstly? You remember I
0: this?
1: No, it, it was Liam. It was Liam. It was, it was Liam. <laughs> but uh, mate, I honestly, it's one of those things where you look at the three names and you start. Your heart goes in one direction, and then you think, oh but what about Billy Gowitz? And then, and then you start thinking about him, and then you go, what about Majak? I, oh, I don't know, mate. If you, all I know is, if you're picking three players to start a new team, that would be your spine.
0: I think there's a pretty easy ranking here. I, and Billy Gow is number one. Yeah, no, yeah that, that's probably There's no bias at right. all with this ranking. But number one is Magic, for obvious reasons.
1: Mark Fine said so. Yeah. Yeah, you
0: know, that's fair. No borderline reputable journalist has called any of the other two the best player in the competition.
1: That's that's a fact. Uh, top three, but yeah, alright. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's my final reputable
0: That's the reason Max Gorn, there's no room for Max Gorn in the top three players in the competition. Magic Door takes his spot. Anyway, Billy Gow's number two. <laughs>
1: oh, wrong.
0: Very obviously. And Max Gorn lagging behind at number three. Maybe. They he's are barely look, numbered. They are becoming three... Actually, I, I can't say he's the third best player in the comp because that contradicts my earlier discussion.
1: <laughs> uh, they're becoming three cult figures, aren't they? I mean, well, Max are, already are. is. Majak already is. I reckon Billy Gowes will be as well. I, I, I love like, all well, three of them. I think I love we them might all.
0: be in a Billy Gowes bubble, but that remains <laughs> nice to be seen. <laughs> Quite
1: possible. <laughs> Quite
0: possible. Because, to be honest, I didn't think of him the same way as you did until you came back from Adelaide and you're... you're Positivity's been infectious, I'll give you that. Watching
1: a player play well against North.
0: That's Makes what gets happy, you going. Yeah. And having bet on him. <laughs> <laughs> Next up from Adam, we've got Would you rather pet a lion with Ross Lyon or get a beverage with Luke Beverage? What
1: is with all these brain busters? <laughs> that's that's a bloody tough question. I mean I, I like beverages more than I like lions. But like I like lion Ross Lyon a lot more than I like yeah. Luke Beveridge. So I'd like, I honestly, it's a toughie. That's a bit of a tongue twist what you just did. Um,
0: I, I, I go through, I, I look at this as a very systematic, logical way, as I do with most things. You know, that's how I base all my opinions. There's no emotion coming in at all. And I would go, I'd pet the line with Ross Lyon well and truly before I'd get a beverage
1: with Luke yeah, Beveridge. You just hate Luke Beveridge. No,
0: right? it's not just that. Mm. I don't like Luke Beveridge. That is very true. <laughs> that's <laughs> a fact up. But I can also get a beverage very easily in a lot of different ways on a lot of different occasions. How often am I going to get the chance to pet a lion?
1: Yeah, I'd be a bit scared petting a lion though. Well, Beveraging you know is a good time.
0: I'm assuming a guarantee of safety. Also I think he's way more likely to eat. I'm his not life. assuming
1: that at all, I don't think that's ever a thing. I think it's always a bit of danger when you're petting a lion. No, it's
0: and not I don't know if we're also
1: controlling too much.
0: Yeah. Anyway. There's no there's no part of this that says there's no line I line think I'm, I'm gonna go to, go to
1: the beverage, to be honest. I would like to have, and he's he's an odd fella. You're interesting be
0: conservative. Anyway, should this from Pooch. Should clubs be allowed to draft players from state leagues mid year if players retire?
1: Uh if players retire is an odd little thing to add on to it. I, if they bring anything in like that, that's it's not got gonna to be a universal, part. But, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, if you have an injury. Um I, I quite like that idea. The mid year draft bothers me a bit if drafting AFL from AFL clubs. Yeah. Um I I just there's enough heat on there's enough, you know, hype around trading and stuff. I think it would just be ridiculous if there was a chance for Rory Sloane to get traded now. It'd be crazy. Uh, but drafting from state leagues, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I I really I like that idea. I do it think just, it'd be win really win?
0: hard on the state league players though. They're not professional athletes, they do have jobs. Yeah. yeah. And if you're drafted by Adelaide when you're playing the VFL you kind of got to quit your job to pursue that. So I think they'd have to figure out ways
1: to... So you'd need a longer contract than the half-year. It'd
0: have to be something like that. It'd be one-and-a-half-year contract, something like that. Obviously, you'd have to nominate, so you'd only get players that actually want to give it the red-hot go. But yeah, I I don't know. I think think there's a lot of factors that they'd have to take very seriously around player welfare that never talked about when the media draft is brought up. And I don't think... Two tall players from Richmond retiring should be the motivating factor in getting a mid-season draft, Poochie.
1: That is true. That's also a factor.
0: Anyway, last question. Is Robbie Gray the sexiest player you can remember watching? Do you I remember
1: told you we who asked this? <laughs> this is from the big
0: dog, Maxie.
1: Okay. Uh, Matt, I said he was the best player of all time last week. And yes. You
0: can say the best of all time. He said the best player in the comp. Oh, did us. I say all time then? Yeah, yeah no, he's the best player at the
1: comp. He's not the best player of all time. Uh, but... Yes, probably. Who beats him? Who beats him? I mean, I think I when we did our sexiest players in the competition last year, I think I had Pendlebury, number one. Robbie Gray jump him down just because he's playing a lot better.
0: Yeah.
1: Tex can't be in there anymore. We used to have Tex up top.
0: Yeah, Tex fails the good enough test. For the top end of a sexiest player. He's still very sexy when he does things. He yep. doesn't do it frequently enough. Yep. He's sort of in that um Right there's he's one thing kick.
1: sexy he does when he wheels around yeah. he kicks it from sixty. Yeah. And that's incredibly
0: sexy, but. he's in that conversation now where you go, You know who's sexy? and you bring up a player you wouldn't have normally thought of. But when you say a sexy player, you think of Robert Green. Yeah, you do. That's so the person that comes to mind. Is there anyone tomorrow, else yeah. you really think of?
1: I I am I'm remembering it now, my other two were Nick Nat and Bontopelli. And, and yeah, again, I would
0: right. have Gray ahead. You're right. I would when have you think of sexy, well ahead of those two. When
1: you think of sexy players, the first thing you think of is Robbie Gray. Mm-hmm. So yes. yes,
0: second is Sean Higgins, obviously. But um, you can't tell me he's not
1: sexy. I, well, yeah, he's probably sexy, but I wouldn't have him in near the Robbie Gray category. He's the second sexiest player in the competition.
0: But anyway, now let's go historical. Who before and Robbie Gray? Oof.
1: Oh, Andrew McLeod is more sexy. Andrew McLeod, he's the sexiest player. He was incredible. The way he glided and used the ball, oh my god. He was incredible. I I reckon Simon Black was really sexy as well.
0: Yeah, true, in a very Pendlebury mold.
1: He, yeah, yeah, very similar to Pendlebury. Is there anyone else you can think of? Top of my head. Probably no. I'm trying to think of the great players. A lot of them are bulls, like the, mm. you know, Voss. I also and, don't have the
0: greatest memory of all
1: time. You know, Judd wasn't sexy. Like, like, J- Daniel Kerr was pretty sexy. Yeah, although when I watch
0: highlights of Daniel Kerr, I go... It was more of a frenetic not, sort of Yeah, sexy. you're not quite... As, a
1: Cyril sort of thing about him. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Anyway, you know, he's right up there. There's only a couple that you'd put in the same
1: conversation. Yeah, I reckon I'd put McLeod out of it. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'd have to go back and look at the cloud again. I don't really... He was, he don't, was doesn't amazing. He was God, I love watching him. <sighs> what to know? But, but anyway, mate, we're going to get know. under an hour. Yeah, let's celebrate this fact. Thank you very much for listening. We're not doing tips because they will be up on Thursday. Anything else you've got to say?
1: Not at all. I want it under an hour, mate. we well, got That's five minutes left to waffle before that Oh, we're that not going to waffle for five minutes. <laughs> but
0: anyway, thanks for listening. No, no. Share us on Facebook or something. Oh, ah, yeah, it a know. spiel this so? time. Yeah, there. Anyway, come back next week. That's more important. No, it's not more important. But do both. <laughs> End it. <laughs> <laughs>